You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. We have to do our cherry pickers, and then we will get into the other Atlantic Division team that the Lightning will play fairly soon. Uh, my my cherry picker. I mean, I could I could choose so many guys. I have to give honorable mention to to Anthony Sorelli. I love the way this kid plays. I love Anthony Sorelli's style. I I. I I constantly think he's underrated and I constantly try to battle it at battle that, you know, underrated uh, idea by just like singing his praises. I think that he's an incredible player. Um, I think that he should have a lot more awards than he does individual awards because I think he's that good, that talented. There's a reason that the lightning have held on to Anthony Sorelli and have, and have protected him and said, Hey, this is the guy that, that we really want to see shine and, and build a future around. Um, he's that good of a player. Um, and he's a fun, he's a fun guy. I'm glad that he's back, uh, and back in the lineup and healthy and contributing. So I have to give him an honorable mention, but Casey, I've been, like I said, I've been singing killers praises and I've been saying that he's going to have a game like he had, uh, for a long time. Maybe all it took was Anthony Sorelli coming back. So K- Killer is yeah. going to be my cherry picker. Uh, super happy to see him in the score column and getting that game-winning goal in overtime. And, of course, Anthony Sorelli on the assist there. Just poetic perfection. Chef's kiss. I love it. Yeah, not not many better ways to go with that pick, but I think that these two just missed each other, so I agree there. Yeah. Um, my cherry picker is going to have to be Vladimir Nemestikov. I was expecting to see so much out of him rolling out of preseason, as I mentioned earlier. And I feel like finally getting that goal, we saw what finally getting a goal meant to Alex Kalorn. And I think finally getting that goal for Nemestikov is just going to be the, the, the fuel to the fire, the ignition that he needed to start stacking on top of it. I feel like we're going to see a lot more out of him. I liked seeing his style of play. I liked seeing um, his skill set when he played with the stars and a few other teams. So um, even before he left the Lightning to start his journey throughout the NHL. So I feel like Nemesikov has so much more to offer. I feel like we're just starting to see the beginning of that. And I'm I'm happy for any player that can finally get that monkey off their back, as people like to say. He got the monkey off his back. Now he's really going to step things up. And now, I mean, if the lines remain the same, to play with Anthony Sorelli in the center, Ross Colton starting to get his feet underneath him, I feel like that third line is going to just take that next step over the next course of games. And they have the perfect platform and opportunity to do that because they'll be on home ice for five more games. So Nemesikov's my cherry picker. I completely back everything you say when it comes to Anthony Sorelli and then honorable mm-hmm. mention hats off to Ross Colton, who I feel like is just getting started. Um, and, and what he's going to offer this team this season. So with that said though, Kaylee, you mentioned that we've got uh, a little more hockey to talk about. Mm-hmm. We've got some other uh, Atlantic division. Is that yes. what you're saying? 
Yeah. yeah, another Atlantic Division team and another team that is up in the standings. The Red Wings, who are fourth in the standings with 29 points, so just two points behind this Lightning team, mm-hmm. are coming to town. It will be the first time that the Lightning face off with former assistant, now Red Wings head coach Derek Lalonde, or Newsy, as he is so lovingly referred to. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm really excited to see these two teams face off. Newsy's a guy that I got to sit down and talk to one-on-one for about an hour last year, um, heading into the playoffs. And he's such a brilliant NHL mind. He's such a nice guy. He, um, and he, he understands the game so well. He understands how to coach really well. And I think that's why you're seeing success. The Red Wings have four more points than they had through 23 games a year ago. Uh, And they and they really have improved in every single area of their game, offense, defense and special teams. And that, you know, that is under head coach Derek Lalonde. And so that Mm -hmm. that means a lot, I think, to him to see. And there's a little bit of, you know, a revenge factor, too. Uh, not only are the Lightning facing Derek Lalonde, but Red Wings former head coach, Jeff Bashel, will mm-hmm. be behind the Lightning bench as an assistant. So just a lot of like other storylines coming into this game, uh, a lot of reunions that are going to happen. And it's going to be really cool to see everybody shaking hands and seeing each other. But then whenever the game starts, when that first puck is dropped, Casey, everyone, the friendliness kind of goes out of it a little bit and you want to win. Um, but it's going to be really interesting because Derek Lalonde has taken a lot from what John Cooper has taught him. And John Cooper wanted to work with Newsy for a while. Like I, uh, when Newsy was telling me his story of coming into the NHL and, and becoming an assistant coach under Cooper Cooper actually called him and offered him a position and Newsy turned it down and accepted a different position. Wow. And then a year later, um, the, the guy over Newsy, like some shifting happened and, and he was kind of in a, in a flux in his career and he wasn't sure what he was doing. Cooper called him again. And this time he said yes. And he came down to the lightning um, and, and, and he's, he's spoken about it. He spoke about it recently. He said, um, you know, I, let's find it. He said, you know, I probably didn't appreciate how much I was taking from Coop until I was here in, in Detroit on a day-to-day basis. I'll be forever appreciative of John and the time that I spent with him. And that's kind of what he told me too. He said that, you know, you don't really fully understand what you're learning from somebody until you're doing their job. And then you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. I learned so much from this person. And again, Newsy's great in his own right, but, but John Cooper, um, he taught him a lot and, and just the way that he values the mental game, holding guys accountable, the way that he values the relationships, the intricacies, the things that fans and, and people sometimes don't think about, you know, there's a lot of relationship things that happen. And there's a lot of like things that you have to hold into the fray. Like, Oh, is this guy going through something at home? Is something is one of his family members sick? Is something happening? 
and having compassion and meeting that guy where he's at and understanding how to talk to that player, motivate that player. Th these are all things that a Newsy did well, but he learned even more, more, excuse me, from John Cooper about how to do those things. Well, and Detroit just snapped a three game losing skid um, mm -hmm. with their win over uh, Columbus. And so they come into town on a little bit of a high, Casey, because, uh, you know, because they're feeling good. They just got a win. They just, you know, they lost three in a row and they're coming off of a win. They're coming into town. They're going to see their former head coach. The, the Bolts are going to see their former assistant coach. Like I said, there's a lot of love, uh, but a lot of friendly rivalry uh, going on here and points on the line, right? Like I said, mm -hmm. the Red Wings are just two points behind the Lightning. If they're able to get those two points, they're going to tie the Lightning. Then they're, they're going to be, you know, third in the Atlantic division. That's something that they want to do. So it's going to be a very action-packed game. The Lightning are going to have to defend well coming into this game. So Casey, mm -hmm. I know you probably have some problematic players that we need to watch out for. Do you want to jump into those? Let us know who we need to be on the lookout for come Tuesday. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, them finally coming off of a win there. And the biggest thing noted from the win that they just had over Columbus is that they had an early lead and they protected it. So it's mm -hmm. also the Red Wings' ability to defend and protect any progress that they make offensively. Something that I found really interesting before I get into problematic players, though, is that the Red Wings are have shown this season they have very strong consistently strong second and third periods it's their first mm. period where they don't really know how to come out and have that fast aggressive start so even though they know how to protect their leads their leads don't always come in that first period or early in that first period which we know that's something the lightning can take advantage of their average of goals in the first period is 18 goals over the season second period 29 goals third period 28 goals so something else i took from that is they have strong second periods and the bolts are coming off of a very funky second period game after kind of having a flux of how well they produce or protect in the second period so something they're going to have to be very cautious of um because as for the lightning they Average 27 goals in the first period, 22 goals in the second period, and 30 goals in the third period. So the Bolts have an opportunity to jump ahead of the Red Wings and not do what they did versus Toronto, but a lot of that was special teams aided, but not completely transform their game to just play defensively. Having that attack, have, being able to do both things well, attack and defend, they have the better roster and the stronger ability to do so. But you mentioned it. Newsy knows this team. He was with them from mm -hmm. 2018 to 2022. So having somebody who knows you uh, on such a high level, on such an intimate level, the relationships that he has with you guys, the development that he's been a part of for half of this roster, if not more, that could be an edge for the Red Wings, which leads us into some problematic players that Newsy could use to his advantage. First and foremost, you got Dylan Larkin. Now, when you first look at the statistics for this Red Wings roster, 
There's nobody that really has a high goal scoring total. Larkin only mm -hmm. has nine goals so far this season. Now, what you've seen out of Dylan Larkin particularly, you would almost think that that goal uh, column would be a bit higher. So that also ties back to what you said, Kaylee. This team can defend well, but I think that they have been forced to defend more than they have been able to set up and generate an offense. Now Larkin does have 17 assists, 26 points, and he's sitting at a plus seven. So when he is on the ice, it is problematic and doesn't mean that he hasn't been loading up the shots. He's coming into this game with 81 shots on goal. So you got to make sure that you do whatever every other team has done and get him out of any sort of rhythm that he can find to load up in the shot column because if he doesn't have a high scoring rate, then that just means that he's pushing it forward, hoping for somebody else to capitalize, which takes me into Dominic Kubalik. Dominic Kubalik has the ability to use his body to press against mm -hmm. anybody to create those giveaways. Um, and we don't need the Bolts going into this game having a big giveaway issue. The Red Wings will capitalize on that and force a lot of mistakes if this team is not specifically focused on their puck possession, their passing, and making sure those passing lanes are crisp. Um, Kubalik will force a mistake there if they don't come into this. Focus, focus, focus. So uh, Kubalik has 10 goals, 14 assists, 24 points. Again, not a super high goal total for a top guy helping out his team. And then you've got um, Philip Hironik, six goals, 16 assists, 22 points, plus 11, but 12 penalty minutes. So he's also somebody who mm -hmm. has a physical element in this game. And if there's anything the Bolts have just learned after their funky win on Saturday is that while you're protecting your passing, having clean passing lanes, making sure that you're minimizing giveaway opportunities. You also don't want to get baited into any more penalties. Um, Steven Stamkos kind of talked about the fact that they're one of the most highly penalized team in the league for like the second season in a row. And he's like, I don't really know how this is coming about. A lot of it are just yeah. silly ones, high sticking and things that they can clean up as a team. This is an opportunity for them to, you know, listen to what their captain said, listen to what coach Cooper has said and go out there and not make measly mistakes. You don't need to get baited into certain rough and calls where you're down two men on the ice on both sides. There's just a lot of ways that they can protect themselves way better here and be in control of this game, get into a structure, and play a top-to-bottom game. They have a chance to play 60 minutes versus the Red Wings, knowing these statistics and you know managing these key guys because their depth, their talent is almost twice as much of what the Red Wings have. They're very well coached. I will give them that. I feel like you saw an immediate immediate difference when Newsy became their coach. And I think that he oh, learned yeah. something that he said from Coach Cooper. And you know that this organization is all about giving, you know, any guy the best opportunity to take what they've learned and apply it elsewhere. So I think that's what's going to keep this game neck and neck. But if the Bolts don't play against themselves in any way, if they come out to that fast start, if they don't overly defend and they continue to have a, a solid two-way game, then they can manage the Red Wings and they can add another W to their column. Yeah, and I love I love what, what one of the things that you said, which was that Steven Samkos was surprised at how many penalties this Lightning team has been taking because it hasn't been a lot of penalties. Um, and that kind of leads me into the perfect Kaylee's corner. Yes. So the Lightning are 5-2 and 0 oh, against the Atlantic Division and 15-8-1 overall. When you broaden that and you look at games where the Lightning have served fewer penalty minutes than their opponents, they're 7-4-0. Oh. 
Casey, this leads me to a point that I kind of made a few weeks ago, which is that the Lightning are giving up too many goals. They Mm -hmm. have to cut down those penalties. I have the statistics to back it up. When the Lightning take fewer penalty minutes, they win more. They Mm -hmm. literally win more. 7-4-0. So they have a much better record when they're playing with, you know, either even strength or, you know, uh, on their own power play. But they're just the changes and maybe it changes now that Anthony Sorelli's back and he'll probably be on that penalty kill unit. But up to this point in the season, a, you just don't want to put yourself in that position. And there's no reason to take some of the silly penalties that the lightning have been taking. Mm -hmm. They really need to be a more disciplined team. This is a veteran group. They know how to play. They just need to be a bit more disciplined coming into this game because it is something that Newsy and this Detroit Red Wings team will take advantage of. Now, the Red Wings don't sit, you know, at like the the super top in terms of their power play. They're number 14 in the NHL. They have 20 power play goals. Uh, they've given up four shorties. They're kind of middle of the pack in both their power play and penalty kill. Uh, for penalty kill, they've given up 15 goals. They've had two uh mm-hmm. shorties whenever they're playing on um you know on, on the pk so th- they just kind of sit in the middle of the pack they're 13th on the penalty kill they're 15th in the or excuse me 14th in the power play so they're not like overly strong one way or the other but you don't want to give them that advantage because they will take advantage of it so you need to be careful and really cut down on those penalties. Again, I will say it again. Uh, it will continue being my corner until the Lightning team gets better at it. They need to cut down on their penalties. They play so much better and more effectively whenever they're not sitting in the box. Mm-hmm. And you're 100% right on that, Kaylee, because even strength is one of the best parts of their game right now. So mm-hmm. when they don't have a chance to stay within the best part of their game, then they put themselves at a dip- disadvantage there. Um, great point. Great Kaylee's corner. I hope the guys listen to you on this home stretch that they have going on. So oh, before I we have one more point I would like to make. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. And it is that you mentioned face-offs in this last game and that the face-offs kind of took a dip. Whenever I was looking at the Red Wings and where they shine in face-offs, they're really good and they take it very seriously when they're in their own zone. So when they're defending, they have just an insane face-off percentage. They're, they do fairly well. Mm-hmm. But it's in the neutral zone where they actually don't have a very good face-off percentage. And I know that the, the neutral zone, there's not a ton of face-offs taken there. But there's enough. There's enough there to where this lightning team can take advantage. So my advice is in terms of face-offs to get better, to get that percentage back where you want it to be, mm-hmm. execute strong in the neutral zone. And that is where you can shine against this Red Wings team in the face-off dot. Absolutely. Hopefully they go a little further than that 39 point or 39.3% <laughs> that they had versus oh. the Maple Leaf because that was a dive. Um, yeah, great point there, Kaylee, as well. I had face-off in Casey's keys, but I do also oh. have other keys <laughs> within that. Um, 
just kind of touching back on the fact that I mentioned how the Red Wings can protect their leads, but they don't start off strong, and especially in that first period. So my first key is going to be that the Lightning not only have that fast start, but that they really set up shop. They really get in their structure to the point where it cannot be um, disabled or broken apart or disrupted. Disrupted is probably the better word there, but they have an opportunity to really set up their structure in the first period and have the fast start. But even if they don't, if they get within their structure, they they control the game. That's what I've noticed. And then the questions that came after the Toronto game, it was kind of said across the board is that when they get to set up their structure, when they get to play within their strongest point being even strength, then they're fine to manage whatever happens and comes their way. It's when they're completely forced out of their structure and having to adjust and not get into a rhythm. So my first key is setting up and staying in your structure. You have a perfect opportunity to do that against a team that averages 18 points or 18 goals in a first period versus your 27. That's a huge difference. So um, I feel like they can have that fast start that they need to have, regardless of what Newsy might bring to the table and managing their adjustments. My second key is right up there with you in terms of them being disciplined, minimizing the penalties and not having those, those, those sloppy ones for no reason. It, puts them outside of their structure and that just contributes to them not doing what I'm asking them to do in key number one. The last key that I will say is that they need to ramp up the shots, but also their rebound management is going to be crucial versus this team. Detroit actually has some pretty good goaltending. Uh, Huso's coming in at a 0.912 save percentage um, and then goals against average is 2.58. So while they do well at having great high danger goals um not saying that they should you know put quality out of the way and just rack up quantity wise but i think they have a chance here for everybody to try to put a shot on goal and that it'll have a chance to land if they really bring that energy that aggression offensively so going up against who so if he is in goal they're going to want to ramp up the shots they're going to want their rebound management to be important because Something that kind of worked against them versus Toronto is that some of those rebounded pucks were setting Toronto up to get on the perfect attack, which would put them on their heels or created some odd man rushes. And then that kind of plays into what you said about their face-offs in the neutral zone, Kaylee. So all of this is very synergistic, but well within their control. So first, Casey's key is setting up and staying within your structure. You have a huge advantage against this team in the first period. Second, minimize those penalties, as Kaylee said. Uh, third, ramp up those shots and have solid rebound management. That also comes back to clean passing game, communicating out there, not having a bunch of giveaways. And if they continue to stay on the attack and have great rebound management, then they'll put just as many pucks on goal as the other team. And then they won't be behind when it comes to shots on goal as they have for the past couple of games here. And they won't be chasing the puck. They'll put themselves in great position to lead in goals and protect their lead that I know very strongly that they can have, even though they'll be welcoming Newsy back to Annalee Arena uh, tomorrow night. It will be good to see him. It'll be a sweet reunion. Uh, but the Lightning are on a little bit of a win streak, and I think that they will continue it. Thank you so much for your keys, fans. Thank you so much for listening. And, of course, be sure to download the Odyssey app and find Pucks and Bolts. Subscribe and become an auto-downloader. That way, anytime, will be straight into your phone so that you can listen. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.